In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In 1971, Gavin Bryars, England's leading musician and composer, agreed to help his friend Alan Powers with the audio aspects of a film Powers was making about street people. The filming took place in and around London's Waterloo Station. Powers filmed various people living on the streets, catching them with the camera's eye in their daily rituals, trials, and joys. Some were obviously drunk, some fighting mental illness, some articulate, some apparently incomprehensible. As Briars made his way through the audio and video footage, he became aware of a constant undercurrent, a repeating sound that always accompanied the presence of one older man. At first, the sound seemed like muttered gibberish. But after removing the background street noise and cleaning up the audio tape, Briars discovered the old man was in fact singing. Ironically, the footage of this old man and his muttered song didn't make the cut, but the filmmaker's loss was Brian's gain. He took the rejected audio tape could not escape the haunting sounds of this homeless, nameless man. He needed to know more. From the film crew, Briars learned that this man did not drink, but neither did he engage others in conversation. His speech was almost impossible to understand, but his demeanor was sunny. Though old and alone, and drenched in the smog-laden streets of England, he retained a certain playfulness. But what distinguished this old man from others that were filmed was his song. The song he sang under his breath was a simple, repetitive Sunday school tune, a mantra of sorts. And he would sit and quietly sing it, uninterrupted, for hours on end. Jesus' blood never failed me, never failed me yet. Jesus' blood never failed me. There's one thing I know, for he loves me so. Like a loop, the song's final line fed into the first line, stating the tune over and over again without ceasing. The man's weak, old, untrained voice never wavered from pitch, never went flat, never changed key. The simple intervals of the tune were perfectly maintained for however long he sang. As a musician, Briars was fascinated. He began thinking of ways he could arrange and orchestrate around the constant repeated lines the old man sang. One day, while playing the tape as background to work, Briars left the door to his studio open while he ran downstairs to get a cup of coffee. When he returned, he found a normally buzzing office eerily stilled. The old man's quiet, quivering voice had leaked out of the recording room 
and transformed the office floor. Under the spell of this stranger's voice, an office of busy professionals had grown hushed. Those who were still moving around walked slowly, almost reverently about the room. Many more had taken their seats and were sitting motionless as the, at their desk, transfixed by this voice. More than a few were silently weeping, tears cascading undisturbed down their faces. Briars was stunned. Although not a believer himself, Briars could not help but be confronted by the mysterious spiritual power of this unadorned voice. Sitting in the midst of an urban wilderness, this John the Baptist voice touched a lonely, aching place that lurks in the human heart, offering an unexpected message of faith and hope in the midst of the darkest, most blighted night. Briars himself started yearning for the confidence and faith this old man's song celebrates. He began to face what it means to feel homeless and alone even when we are sitting in the midst of our families. Briars vowed to respect this singing, man's, singing man by creating a recording that would celebrate and accentuate his simple message that no matter what one's condition, Jesus loves me so. It took Briars till almost 1993 to create and produce what he felt was it a proper accompaniment to this homeless person's song of trust and obedience. With a voice soaked in love and haunting strings filled with hope, the song was born. Jesus' blood never failed me yet. What convinced this leading musician composer to create a musical framework to preserve this old man's song? Why did an office full of busy people find themselves reduced to tears at the sound of his voice? How did this tiny scrap of audio tape from the cutting room floor ever survive to live on for thousands to hear? Hear it for yourself. It's part of the same song that Paul proclaims in today's lesson. You know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us than when we became believers. This is the Advent journey. To awaken and begin to embrace the coming of Christ. Not just 2,000 years ago, but now. Each one of us has a broken song, a quivery voice, a frail pitch. But don't you see? There is no song so broken, no monotone so horrible, no voice so timid that God can't take it and compose it into a beautiful symphony. The wonderful phrase in theology, 
the scandal of the particular is the idea that God, this enormous creative force that hung the stars and created the great Leviathan just for the sport of it, would care about one of us. The idea that God of creation would stoop to join us in the mundane details of everyday human life would care if a single sparrow fell to the ground. And yet, it is a beautiful scandal, isn't it? This Emmanuel, this God with us. That God would care about one singular particular life. See, it's my belief that the greatest gift that we can receive this Advent season not to just embrace the God incarnate in Jesus, but to realize the God incarnate in each of us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Over the next few weeks, we must keep awake because as particularly scandalous as it sounds, One homeless night long ago in a place called Bethlehem, God wrapped humanity's broken songs and shattered chords with the music of the spheres. In the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, God gave each of our feeble attempts at singing a cosmic orchestra of surround sound spirituality. That Christmas night, Our scratchy, scruffy voices were lifted forever to the skies. By the way, the old man whose voice permeates Briar's song died shortly after the film crew left his street home. It was almost as if when someone finally heard his song, he could leave for another place. Keep alert. Be awake. The song of salvation is coming. Who knows? Maybe the hope born in his song can be born in each of us this Advent season.